I'm Hannah Croft. And I'm Ava Truckee, and this is Feed Me Your Stories. A show about food, pleasure, and community. Hosted by two best friends who don't have inside voices. It's recording. Oh, hi, Han. Hey, Ava. How's you? Oh, you know, I, I'm i actually pretty good. I just uh, passed my jurisprudence exam, which means that I'm ready to take my clinical exam in two weeks, which means that someone's going to have to make me a really nice dinner in two weeks. Cool. I already know the answer to this question. It's you. Okay. The answer's you. <laughs> Not your partner, but you. Nah. Well, it could see, be a both and. It could be a collaborative effort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, big, big gay dinner this weekend is not necessarily for Anaya, but, but it, it's not, not for Anaya uh, and his new job. Yeah. Yeah. He starts on Monday and we all kind of agreed like, oh, yay. It's the night before that. It's for you. Yeah. Why not? I mean, also like we are definitely not a crew of people who needs a reason to celebrate, but just like, if there is one, we're definitely going to do it. But now it is now we're just going to make it about you in some kind of a way on that note, we should figure out what we should know. I don't know. I say we should do something for him, but, uh, you know, you know, the man doesn't really like, uh, surprises. Yeah. Slash being embarrassed. He doesn't like surprises. He doesn't like being embarrassed, but, um, (laughs) I like surprising and embarrassing people. <laughs> and it's just us. Like, that doesn't count. It's just us. Does that make me a crappy friend? That I'm like, I find an element of joy out of, like, those, those little embarrassments. Like you, like you lack boundaries? No. No. Because it's, well, it's just us. I feel like if it was a huge crowd or if it was, like, a dinner with, like, 30 people, it would be a lot different. Yeah. But big gay dinner, big queer dinner is like historically the same, the same crew. Yeah. So it doesn't count. You should see the look on my face. You should see the look on my face. Anyways, um, we can just, we can, we can walk right into this thing. Uh, but we should, we should start off with, tell me, tell me something amazing that you've eaten recently, will you? Mm. I ate a lot of good things recently. And how come? Um, because you got me out of my food rut and, and cause my best friend came to visit. Yes. Um, yeah, I got out of my food rut and I felt, feel so much better and so much more energized in the kitchen, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made that corn soup, that Melissa King corn soup. Mm. Delicious. So simple. So simple. So good. So good. Uh, I made heirloom tomato risotto. Yes. And you ate off of it for like four days. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) We got home from that concert on Saturday night and everybody had risotto as a midnight snack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was so good. And you know, it's just like risotto is not something you can make a little of. No. When somebody is like, just do like a little cup of of Oreo. No, because then I'm going to have like the dregs of like a bag of fucking rice that like, I don't, we're just going to make the whole, we just got to make all of it. Also. Yeah. And I always underestimate just how much like Arborio rice like expands. Yes. Also. And this is something. So if anyone listened to the episode where I talked about risotto to like 
till the cows came home with my dad. Um, <laughs> risotto recipes will call for like a two to one ratio of broth to rice. And that's never fucking enough. It's literally bullshit. It's at least, it's like, you're, it's closer, the ratio is closer to making congee than it is to making like steamed rice. Like standard rice. Absolutely. I cannot, I, I have wondered and thought this same, especially for, now that you mentioned that, I think I will make like a, an introduction beginner's recipe to making risotto because risotto is one of those things that is like intimidating to a lot of folks, mm-hmm. right? Cause they feel like there's a lot of involvement and while, yeah, like it's not a set it and forget it meal. I mean, you're like stirring a pot and adding broth as necessary. And how intimidating is it to like, feel like you're already doing a somewhat intimidating thing or a thing that you don't typically make something that is probably special. You're not making this like on a, it's Wednesday and I have to feed my kids in a half hour. I think I'm just going to make fucking risotto. Like most people that are making risotto, it's like, Generally speaking, I would say for the for the vast majority, you're making it for a thing. Well, you're it's making a labor it for of an love, occasion, right? Or it's like, like I don't know. My dad was saying, you know, a bad day for him. He's like, I'm gonna go cook risotto yeah. because it gives me something to do, and it's like centering and grounding because you have to like check in on it, right? You have to like love on your risotto, and so, exactly. So and if, like, if it's not difficult. It just no. requires an. El- you have to be like attuned to your risotto. You have to be attuned to the risotto, yeah. and imagine how like defeating it would be for folks that don't often make it or have never made it before. Mm-hmm. And they, they do the two to one and then and they're then like, this is like, fucking crunchy and gross. Yeah. Why am I eating this? Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. All right. So, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do a step-by-step and I'm going to, I'm going to really nail a risotto recipe. I love this idea. Um, other great things I ate slash made lamb made sourdough bagels. <sighs> So good. In fact, I talked to Buddy this morning and I was like, I'm on my way over there now. And if there's not a fucking bagel left over. Um, Blame Liam because he gave like half of them to Buddy to take home. Uh, And I ate the last one this morning. And we made pizza. I made, we made a really good pizza. I made a sun gold tomato sauce. Mm. So right off the bat gonna be delicious say no more fam uh honestly i could have just eaten that sauce with a spoon mm-hmm. uh it was so good actually i have some in the fridge maybe i'll put it on toast later. maybe i will <laughs> <laughs> oh i should have put it on a bagel damn anyway um sun gold tomato sauce i got we got some roasted green chilies from the farmer's market yes um charred up some corn mm-hmm. and then we did mozzarella and then a little pickled shallot yeah. on the top after yeah and oh so so good remember when, cilantro remember when we were just talking about like transition meals uh-huh I, I feel like that's a transition meal i feel like you're like mm. with the with the addition of the green chili which is historically mm-hmm. like a late fall early a late summer early fall mm-hmm. thing here in colorado that's a that's a transition meal yeah Cause like corn season is like still coming in hot, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's been it was it was really fun. It was really fun to make pizza with my best friend visiting. You know, it's like a again a tradition that Liam goes all out and prepares something elaborate when 
my friends specifically are visiting because Liam feels the need to impress them. <laughs> well, and I, I, you know. And, I, like, yes. my friends are cool and special yeah. and they deserve to be impressed. And also, like, I don't even necessarily know if it's, like, like you want to love on your folks. You know? Yeah, Especially, totally. Like, you want to love on your on your partner's folks, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, that was the list of good things that I ate. What good things have you eaten? Well, I'm 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 not done talking about you. Oh, okay. I like You're that. Right. I like that you had the opportunity to get out of your food rut, and I had an idea that this is going to kind of happen, right? Like you, you did the tomato risotto risotto first, you know, as like a, I need something that's going to be grounding. Mm-hmm. We love a tomato vibe, anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I are different in that way. I like tomato adjacent tomatoes and things. I like tomatoes and things. I like. The concept of tomatoes. Right. So, like, you made a thing that, like, you knew was going to be, like, a little grounding and centering. And then, like, buddy came to visit, you know? And so, it was, like, you had a little bit more purpose, which I think is, like, rather helpful, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Like, mm-hmm. when the kids are home, um, or if I just have, which is not this week, um, if I have, like, a couple uninterrupted or extra hours um, when the kids are not home to cook something for Anaya, that that helps you know yeah Yeah. um you want to know about the things (laughs) i mean besides the the pb and j and the mac and cheese that i know that you've eaten well is that it is that where where we're at um so here is you just ate tomatoes from my garden well so that's actually I'm, i'm gonna get there don't don't you worry um last 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 week was hard yeah it was, um, you know, I think that I was recently talking about this with my therapist of like, who's not me, who's just actually, so everybody yeah, knows. That, while, while Hannah is a therapist, she's not mine. Um, not, not, not technically. Um, I do not send Ava invoices for the time that we spend together. No, no shockingly. Though I could. Yeah. Um, we talked about transitions in itself you know like whether it's going back to school or this idea you know like I'm coming up on two years of of like being a single parent Mm -hmm. and it's like you gear yourself up and and you and you do all these preparations Mm -hmm. and like you make sure that their room is all put together and like you have all of these plans that like you're gonna execute in earnest right like we're gonna do this and it's gonna be really good and like I'm going to make sure that, you know, we're carving out quiet time and I'm, I'm going to make sure that we're, we're carving out time for community and outdoors and like whatever the case may be. And then you have those weeks where it's like literally nothing that you do either like goes the way that you intended or like, it's just not soft enough or like, you're just not getting it right. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was underslept. Uh, My six-year-old told told me that she hated me, um, on on several occasions. And also, um, I know this is really hard to believe, but like did the, the flailing on the bed and was like, everybody hates me. (laughs) Like that in a nutshell. Again, last week I was like, babies are home. I'm so excited to cook for my family. And I, and I did some like well thought out Mm -hmm. things like that tofu that I made that I was like super jazzed about panko crusted, you know, like 
let it drain, squeeze the fuck out of it so you can actually get it really nice mm-hmm. and crispy. Made this really good, super simple, like garlic, ginger, coconut sauce. I blistered a bunch of green beans that I've gotten from, from the farmer's market on Saturday. And my two-year-old had two bites of it. You went like full Godzilla. Two bites of it. I'm talking like, and what, <coughs> what, what sucked about this was that like Mooney was, she was jazzed. She was like, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And Maddox eats two bites of it, decides that he's actually done with this and he wants to have popcorn. And I'm like, we're not eating popcorn right now. And before I can even finish my sentence, this kid has like taken his bowl and flung it with such ferocity up against the wall that there was fucking rice kernels. I'm still finding rice in my plants. I mean, like I just, and that was a day Uh. where I was like, nothing that I do is gonna it's going to be worth it. And then, you know, we all just kind of like white knuckled it until Saturday, like, you know, end of summer camping trip. We're only going for a day. And while it was fine, I mean, it was just fucking hard, you know, not, not, nothing, nothing went the way that it was supposed to. And so now this week, I feel like I'm kind of getting caught up on mm-hmm. spoons and like energy and, bandwidth to even feel a sense of desire i i'm i'm in a i'm in a kitchen right and part of that is like literally out of like mental and physical exhaustion where i'm just like uh you know what actually sounds good is a cheese stick for dinner um i ate pizza rolls in bed the other night okay see but that's pleasure that is, oh yeah, it, we we were yeah. we were drinking champagne and eating pizza rolls. That's it. <laughs> like, I think that we often forget that in those moments where we just have to like, we do the thing that does not deplete our spoons. We're staying afloat. We're staying afloat, and it is often like there is some element of delight to it. Oh, right? for sure. Like there is an element of pleasure to eating pizza rolls in bed and drinking champagne. Yeah, there is an element of pleasure. To say, like, I am, it is too hot. And it's just too much right now. I'm I'm going to order takeout. Yep. Right? Like, in the same way that, like, we get pleasure from cooking, we also owe it to ourselves to, like, be able to see the pleasure in the times where we're not cooking and the mm-hmm. times where, like, food is not necessarily, like, a production. Right. But is something that can be, like, silly or fun or just rolls in bed yeah eaten by adults at like 9 p.m yeah yeah and I think that you know I have the capacity to like kick my shit in over dumb stuff and like honestly I yeah you know like especially when the kids are gone and I know that I have a little bit more time Mm -hmm. historically and in some ways I have and like this week there there is no extra time and I am starting a new job I'm playing like a bunch of not just like catch up but transitioning into the fall and doing things for the market that I own Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of work happening and so therefore I think I'm I'm in a kitchen rut but it's almost like um it's like self-inflicted. It's like it's uh, it's like out of necessity. I'm just we're yeah. all trying to stay afloat. This right. Week. And like kitchen rut also because being in the kitchen right now, it's not something that's going to bring you pleasure. No, it sounds like work right now. Right. And so like in order to maintain 
the kitchen being a place of pleasure, we also have to know when to leave it alone. We gotta like take a beat from it. Right. Like I really love the way that Adrian Marie Brown describes moderation. Mm-hmm. It's specifically in the context of pleasure. Like she talks about how moderation is a necessity for pleasure to exist because if we have too much pleasure, then we start to numb out to it. Right. Right. So like if the things that bring us pleasure also ebb and flow because we're humans, we have to let that moderation be okay. Yeah. And I think that I'm glad that you said that because, you know, like there, there's an element of disappointment, right? Totally. Because I, it's like, I know that that brings me joy typically. Right. And I, I know, and I know that the kids are gone. And so I know that when, when the kids are not home that I, that I do like to make the risotto or like, you know, maybe make something that requires a little bit more time or something that's like a lot more spicy than what I can feed them. And it is a pizza rolls and champagne kind of a week around here. And like, I'm just gonna, while I miss cooking, like I miss being in in the kitchen, I'm not like floundering and being like, I'm never going to cook again. Right. You know? Um, And so, so to circle back to uh, wonderful things that I've eaten, pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. When's the last time you had a pizza roll? Because I asked Anaya this and he was like, "Uh, I don't know. I mean, within the last month or two. And I was like, really what? and he's like oh yeah like co- costco i mean i can get through a costco size bag of pizza rolls in a couple and i was like oh my god um, i'm like i think that it's been like years and years since i've had a pizza roll i'm see like pizza rolls are not the thing that and like, me either it never like i don't have a sense of nostalgia about them i mean i do and i have a sense of nostalgia with like far far more things than than yeah, pizza roll but um i feel like liam has bought pizza rolls as like a stoner snack yeah in recent history and to be like so clear uh anaya is like absolutely a square when it comes to like marijuana and does not <laughs> does not consume marijuana at all which makes me love him and his affinity for pizza rolls even more yeah we were in target post brunch and he was like "Ooh, pizza rolls and i was like <laughs> whatever you need whatever you need and so uh pizza rolls and champagne was fun uh what else have i eaten this week uh I ate pizza in bed for dinner <laughs> last night. Excellent. <laughs> um, and then I came over today and uh, noticed that one of the tomato plants out front was. Uh, the leaning tower of tomatoes. It was like having a shamble mountain moment. And yeah. so I, I, I did some, some things to it and to save it. And while I was out there, I harvested, uh, the ones that were ready to be harvested. And then I came inside and I washed them and I put some salt and pepper and olive oil and vinegar on them. And I ate them with pretzel chips. And to be so honest, that's, uh, that's probably the best thing that I've eaten in six days. I grew those. Who grew those? I grew those. I mean, if if you are like reaching deep into the bottom of the barrel and like with your kitchen spoons there are so many metaphors in there um let it be to like homegrown tomatoes amen you know 
Yeah. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think that I am just gonna kind of hang out here in my, in my self-proclaimed kitchen rut and just like let myself exist a little bit without putting, without applying a ton of pressure. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're not gonna... We're not going to apply a ton of pressure. I'm going to eat like pizza in bed. And honestly, that's a, about all of the spoons that Anaya has right now too, before totally. he wraps up his, his current job and, and gets ready to start his new one. But on that note, um, I am so excited about big queer dinner on Sunday. Yeah. We're having a little end of summer celebration. We are having an end of summer celebration and I'm so excited to make a thing um, for people that I love and be in community and share a meal. Um, do you want to tell, do you want to tell them what we're going to eat? What's on the menu? Um, well, obviously menu item number one is a marshmallow jello salad. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, did what, you commit to that? pistachio fluff? Did you, did you commit to Absolutely that? not. Okay. I am I am not from the Midwest. You're <laughs> not eating that. I'm not eating oh, that. Um uh, but you have to give context. Part of me wanted to make it as a joke. I so our little group chat is like brainstorming what we're gonna bring to this dinner and who's gonna do what and yada yada. And I am in charge of dessert. And so I ask folks for like yucks and food intolerances that they haven't already told me about. Um, I was asleep when this text uh, circle was happening. Just like, you know, anything you're craving. What sounds good? Is there like a special summer dessert that you might want? And Anaya responds something to the effect of like, if it doesn't have marshmallows and jello in it, I don't want it. (laughs) And started this like Midwestern monologue about the like importance of a jello salad at a dinner party and it was and that's this that's the story it's not that exciting beyond that but it was really funny and then the next day when other folks woke up in the group chat they were like wait please tell me this is a joke and you're not gonna make jello marshmallow salad for dessert you know i'm not do you know like ambrosia salad yeah yeah like that's hella nostalgic to me but that's because i lived in minnesota for a long time yeah and i actually craved it when i was pregnant with maddox okay. and would go to king supers and get like a tiny deli of it and like eat it and with like absolute shame <laughs> like, <laughs> like eat it in the car and be like maddox you there in my belly. Don't tell anybody that I'm doing that. <laughs> don't, don't tell. I'm I'm a foodie. Don't tell anyone that I'm eating oh. Anyways. Um, um, my other favorite part of that little, like, group chat. So one of my favorite things about our friend Chris is his just, like, undying love for a scoop of vanilla ice cream on anything. Oh, I know. What an and, endearing, and what like, an endearing text we, that he <laughs> So for Liam's 30th birthday, we took him to Potage. And the dessert that night was like something really phenomenal. And there was like a, a crumble situation. And there was, I don't remember totally, but I do remember vividly 
there were two flavors of ice cream listed and Chris had to ask our server if they secretly had vanilla. And <laughs> the server was like, nah, dog, we have the ice cream that's on the menu. <laughs> but you have any vanilla stash anywhere. <laughs> And then, like, proceeded to ask for an extra scoop of ice cream after dessert. And so we all just, like, hung out for an extra half hour so, while, so Chris could eat his extra scoop of ice cream. I love that. And I just, like, really, really admire his commitment to a scoop of ice cream Fuck with his yeah. dessert. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? This is one of the things I love about you. And 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 then, like, not only to ask, like, do you secretly have no ice cream? <laughs> but to be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doubling down. I'll have another. <laughs> I yeah, love that. Yeah. <laughs> like right. some folks ask for like another whiskey at the end of the night. Chris asks for another scoop of ice cream. God bless. And that's just like, I really appreciate that I have people in my life that are like really committed to ice cream. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. In fact, mm-hmm. um, I were, we're doing a segue, but there I was this morning and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be kind to myself. Do you have ice cream for breakfast? Do Wait. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to be kind. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to eat a food this morning. I'm real bad about eating during the day when the kids are not at home. Um, and so I was like, all right, you got to, you got to eat something, take a break, eat something. And I'm like, Oh yeah. The night that we got pizza rolls, we also got this pint of ice cream. And I was like, it is hot as balls here still 98 degrees or something like that and I was like absolutely I'm going to eat ice cream for breakfast and then I opened the fridge on accident it was almost like a my brain was like you're not a child (laughs) so I like opened the fridge and like staring at me is like the large container of like plain full fat yogurt and I was like fuck you (laughs) and like made like a yogurt parfait with like the granola that I have and like some berries wait so you didn't eat the ice cream I didn't eat the fucking ice cream I know well I know anyways back to your dinner Uh, exactly (laughs) that's my that's literally my thinking um let it warm up a bit more you know 85 wasn't warm enough I really want it to be 97 when I enjoy it Anyways, back to queer dinner. Yeah, so we're, um, this is your idea, but you suggested a crab boil to celebrate the end of summer. And I feel like, uh, what, what an, I, I want to be in Maine on, on the coast in a little beach house. We know that all I ever want is to be on the coast, so. Ever. Ever. And I just, you know, we're, we're bringing, we're bringing coastal vibes here to, to Denver. And I Can we all dress like coastal grandmas? Oh my God. Can that be the theme? Ooh. Okay. All right. We're doing a segue, but write, write that, jot that down. Um, a crab boil. And I actually was listening to, um, I, I referenced this podcast um, here before, but processing um, with Zara Tangor and her mom, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were talking about like, you know, what's, what is summer, you know, like what is a summer meal to you? And crab potatoes corn peaches it's like the that's the that's it that's it that's it and I was like oh my god you're right um back to our text thread you don't buy crab as much but like you you grew up on the coast I grew up I grew up on the coast and so so I never bought crab right but like I've like procuring crab is like you know that you can like find crab in the grocery 
but not all of our friends knew that. <laughs> well, and like to be fair, we live in Colorado. But that's my point. Is like you're not like, like where, and especially if it's not crab number one is uh, not accessible. So like, no, let's let's no. just it's fucking expensive. Yeah. What's nice is that like it was a holiday weekend, and so there are places where it is on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're buying like crab legs. Like we're not buying Dungeness crabs that we are like cooking live. I mean, we are reheating cooked crab legs let's just be honest with each other um and so we're uh i i loved that text thread of like i love this idea and also where where does one find a crab who's crab (laughs) where where are the crabs where do they live (laughs) so uh you have to go to the special crab store is there is there a specific crab store here in denver that i don't know about anyways everybody knows where to obtain their their crab now and um i'm gonna do because i have to be extra we talked about this i was like are we gonna just be like so simple old bait in the pot you know like third up some corn cobs and whack potatoes all in the same pot or or can we like grill corn and can i do a potato salad anything to to be fussy to make more work for yourself yeah well my theory is, is it'll be worth it. Anyways, did you decide what you're going to make for dessert? No, I'm still working because I wanted to make banana pudding, but you informed me that one of our pals doesn't fuck with bananas. No bananas, no olives. That's no banana. Shit. Well, I won't put olives in the well, dessert. But for some reason, like I just know that those are the two things that she doesn't like. No bananas, no um, olives. Part of me. So we also, you assigned dessert to me and Liam. And so we've been trying to decide if we're going to do two different desserts or do something that pairs or do something collaboratively because both of us want to show off. May I make, may I make a suggestion? She's raising her hand. May She's I... sitting at my kitchen table, <laughs> raising her hand like teacher, a first grader. Teacher, teacher. Wow. Um, okay. I'm just yes. going to throw it out there. What's your idea? I feel like perhaps what if you did either a stone fruit galette or crisp slash crumble mm-hmm. and homemade ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I also have that. Um, I have vanilla beans. I have the um, the Bjorn's like vanilla infused honey that has the vanilla beans in it. You'll just like make everybody's dreams come true. Chris will be there. He'll get the ice cream. Fuck it, he can have four scoops if he wants. To. I all set aside like a special thing of ice cream just for Chris. Yeah. So at least I can do since he's officiating our wedding. I feel like um, I feel like it's decided. All right. Well, I'll think about it. I like this idea. I do too. Because also, that gives Liam. Liam loves to make a dough. Mm-hmm. So let, let Liam... the man make pie dough, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was a good talk. Maybe maybe that's what we'll do. <gasps> Tell me. Oh my god. Okay, so the first time Liam ever made me dinner. I know this story. Um, I know parts of this story. Well, the first time Liam ever made me dinner, he served me raw chicken. Um, (laughs) And I'm marrying this person, so it worked out. Um, I love that story. He roasted chicken thighs in my oven. He had never cooked at my house before. You know, I didn't have a meat thermometer. He was winging it. 
I'm, you know, we can give the man the benefit of the doubt, but he made this incredible, like, peach berry almond crisp situation. Um, and then really saved the whole situation. I mean, the crisp was delicious, but he then pulls out this pint of ice cream and it's ice cream from the dairy that I grew up going on field trips to when I was a kid. And he had like no idea. I did not know that part. Yeah. No. He like pulls out Strauss ice cream and I'm like, immediately after he leaves, I like text my best friends. I'm like, oh my God, he brought Strauss. I didn't know that. And like two weeks later, my friend Jesse was like telling this story and was like, yeah, he, you know, Hannah like had to tell me that she had Strauss and this, that. And he goes, what's Strauss? Like, why was it important? And I was like, oh no, this was like, that's a thing. Yeah. It's the best vanilla ice cream. I never had it. Oh my God. Um, and there's like very few places around my hometown where you can get their vanilla bean soft serve. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oh, it's the best. And if you're lucky, it's like blackberry season on the coast and they do like fresh blackberries. And all this beautiful. Anyway, um, so that's what we're gonna make. We're gonna make that crisp. And I'll make some ice cream. See, it's like a, it's like a love meal. It's a love meal. It really is. It's like end of summer. You know, we. I feel like this always happens, though, right? It happens in like in the heat of the summer, and then it happens like around November, December, where you always have like the best of intentions on like seeing your people, mm-hmm. carving out time, and then it's like there's like four months out of the year historically that's like june july november december it's like a fucking crapshoot you're like is this gonna happen or am i gonna see you and so queer dinner monthly didn't do one in august i don't know if we did one in july either i had covid in july and everybody was a hot mess everybody was a hot ass mess in july literally Uh. But yeah, so anyways, just, that's my point. Is like we are reconvening, we are yeah. transitioning into fall. It's a love meal. It's, a it's, love it's meal. an homage to summer and into like transitioning into the fall. That's so nice. I know. I know. Yeah. I um. I was writing for for Substack. I I write for Substack as 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 you know, and one of the things that I was writing about was like having a love hate relationship with this time of year. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's like, um, I'm done with 98 degree days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My ship has sailed with them. But at the same time, it's like, I, you're clinging to like tomatoes and sun. And like, you're, you're literally trying to like squeeze out the last of summer right Mm -hmm. with like how many more tiny camping trips can we Mm -hmm. can we sneak in how many more times can we like run away to the pool or to paddle boarding right it's like realizing this like the end of summer like snuck up on you and now you're like oh shit I have to do all these things yes but at the same time it's like and also I'm ready for soup season and I'm ready for like boots and whatnot, you know? And so I'm ready to just not sweat constantly. I'm being honest. Be the same. And so I started making a list of like transition meals, Mm -hmm. things that I know that I want to make before the summer ends. And, uh, you know, living where we live, we are privileged enough that I, I mean, for the most part, with the exception of a handful of things, we can access pretty much anything mm-hmm. year round, mm-hmm. right? 
And is it the same? No. No. And so that being said, you know, like the corn, the stone fruit, the tomatoes, right? Like no tomato. Wow. Tomatoes that you buy in the grocery store are never going to be good as good as like either homegrown or like farmer's market. Totally. It's it's just like not a thing. Um, And so, yeah, I'm making a, I'm making a list of things that I know for a fact that I need to make. What's on your list? Uh, Tomato risotto. Because I need to, like, I do you want, want some? There's still some yes. in the fridge. <laughs> I want to, I want to use like really, especially if you're highlighting something like that. You oh yeah, I mean? like it has to. You have to have the good ones. Oh yeah. And so I, I really want to do that. Um, I, I also want to make uh, Melissa King's uh, corn coconut corn soup. And again, could I theoretically make it with like frozen corn? Yeah, but it's not going to be the same. It's not the same. You can't. And right now, the corn, the corn like, cob broth, the the corn at Domenico's is fire. Is like, like, so my best friend was here last weekend, and she lives in California. Like, she lives in Los Angeles. She can access Primo Produce three sixty five days a year. Um, and she like opened up this corn, and she was shucking it, and just was like. Oh my god, this is beautiful. Um, it was like the kernels were huge and juicy and just like mm, so good. And like, why would you deny yourself the pleasure? Like that, I, that's where I'm also like getting to in this transition is like, I want to eat. Like that corn soup is so delicious. I don't care that it's 90 degrees outside because I want to be able to eat these things at their prime in the ways that I want to eat them. Right in the ways that are going to be like delightful and fun and pleasurable for me. And if that means that I get sweaty and I have to take another shower because you're hanging out over the stove right? and your corn cob broth. Right. And like, (laughs) I'm sorry, the swamp cooler just isn't cutting it. No, then that's fine. It is like, it's fine. I can take a shower on that note, make a, make a note that that's probably where we need to get our corn for this weekend, especially since we will be consuming it in its most simplistic form. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, things with corn, I want, I want to really hammer home my love of tomatoes. I have not made a peach galette, um, which I, make every I'm, I have for the bakery for the bakery it's nothing that I have like served to people that I love and that I'm mm-hmm. eating on a regular you know so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. like to still do do one of those and then I was making a list of things that I'm like really excited to to make this fall and winter I do this every year make a list of things uh t- typically things that are a little bit more project forward and mm-hmm. require like some additional time mm-hmm. uh do you know that I've never made gnocchi Oh, that's on my list. It's fun. Yeah. Labor of love again, but mm-hmm. like, it's fun. And it's a fun thing to do with kids. kids. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I did that with like my host family in Paraguay on like, like flash flood days. We would be like, all right, well, we're all stuck inside. Let's make gnocchi. So I want to do that. And I have only made homemade stuffed pasta. I made ravioli mm-hmm. once, once mm-hmm. when I was twenty two and I would like really love to do that again do you have or... the, the this guy no you can borrow ours yeah see she was talking about uh, the a, pasta maker a, a, a little sheeter guy yeah <laughs> 
Um, but I am. We just know? put the KitchenAid attachment for the pasta maker thing on our registry, and I'm so excited. Ooh. All right. So I'm, I'm brainstorming within my own brain while we're podcasting. All right. Anyways, getting <laughs> back on track. Um, I think that there is like a lot of, we talked about this last week and how this time of year, regardless of whether or not you have children, it's just kind of like a, it's like a thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's, and it feels busy and it feels like a little disorienting because you're doing this like pretty hard segue of a shift, but I'm, I'm allowing myself to access pleasure from like, cool. This is what I got to make. Mm-hmm. This is what I still want to make, mm-hmm. you know, wh- while I have the time. And I'm also going to like, let myself be excited for, for like fall and cozy soup stew, like things. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yep. yep. That's, that's all we got. It's, that's it. We're transitioning. It's happening. Yeah. One day I'll wear pants. One day we're going to wear pants. And then you know what? Do you remember when we were walking post gym to get coffee and it was like, right, like right when spring started getting good Mm. and we were like, God damn, I really needed the sunshine. Yeah. Um, Like I'm also, that's the other part about the end of summer is I feel like I have to like soak it all up to brace myself for how vitamin D deficient I'm about to be. And like, seriously, I think just now, and I remember even saying this to you that that day and during that walk of like, the older that I get, you know, I've always felt like I, I thrive in different ways in Mm -hmm. the summer, but also like in the fall, historically, I get a lot more creative Mm -hmm. and I get like Mm -hmm. a lot more like introspective and Mm -hmm. like, and, and like good ways, not ways that feel like closed off, but like a little more like inward, you yeah. know? And, but I, last winter was rough for me specifically, mm-hmm. but yeah, the older that I get, it, it's like when those first kind of like spring days roll around, I'm like, Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Is that you? Serotonin? Are you there? And so I don't know. I think that that should be one of the things that we kind of like check in about. Mm. Oh, like, what are we doing this yeah. winter to like, Oh, I'm skipping a month of winter. You are. Yeah. You're not though. Not Colorado winter. You picked the wrong month. You should really reconsider and go in February when all of us are like, Please, no. That's fair. That's fair. But you are skipping adjacently I am, a whole month of winter. I am, I am skipping, like, I'm skipping the... You're skipping the, like, in my opinion, kind of the gross part of winter where you're actually ready for some cold and snow kind of Christmas mm-hmm. vibes, and it doesn't happen here. And I'm skipping... It's gross. ...the darkest part. Right. Like, Which I feel like, I mean... Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go to California for the month of December and just like love on my people and I don't know, hang out with my mom. I love that. And kiss the babies and all of that good stuff. So I'm also like, all right, like I can hack the, the end of summer. Like 
I'm not far for, like, I'm not long for being able to see the ocean. No. Right? Like, yeah. Anyway, we're, like, really rambly today. Um, and we're not sorry about it. We're not. But I am acknowledging that we are getting rambly. Um, <laughs> so, I'd like to acknowledge. So, um, on that note, if you are listening to this, if you've gotten this far, then you should go get a cookie. Um, we made it. If you are having any ounce of fun listening to this, you, it would be super cool and chill if you like left a little review. A review with the emphasis uh, on the syllable. Yep. Yep. Uh, do it on Spotify. Do it on Apple Podcasts. Do it wherever else you're listening to this that I don't know about. Um, and if you also, if you like us, like tell your friends. Tell your, tell your, tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell, tell your, your dog. Tell your wife. Yeah. Partner, husband. All of the above. Yeah. Um, tell your grandma. Tell your gram. Yeah. I should call my grandma. Um, All right, y'all. Yeah. We'll be here next week. Oh, also, if you, again, if you like food, if you like pleasure, if you like us and you think we might be fun to talk to and you want to be on the podcast, you can email us at feedmeyourstories at gmail.com or you can slide into our DMs or, I don't know, you can write us a letter if you want. Get out of here. I mean, I don't know. Through email. Be my pen pal. Yeah. (laughs) We're going. Look, we're going. All right. right. Anyways, love you. Bye. See you next week. Love you. Bye. Stay out of trouble. Eat good food. Charge your vibrators. Love you. Stay out of trouble.